Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Good morning. You're a good-looking bunch. I love you guys. It's such an honor to be here this morning. I'm Melanie. I'm one of the leaders here, and it's nice to see you all this morning and online. We miss you and wish we could hug you. Um, We're not supposed to be hugging here either, but that's beside the point. Um, So I am excited to share a message that God has given me um, and really been doing a work in my own heart about. Um, So we are going to start my reading, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 24. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not utterly reject prophecies, but examine everything. Hold firmly to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul and body be kept complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will do it. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are faithful. God, we thank you that you are always with us and that you um, have such good plans for us. And Father, we just ask that you open our heart, open our minds today. Lord, help us to receive this word that you want to speak. Lord, and I just give you permission, Lord, to speak through me. Lord, that it be your words and not mine. Father, I just thank you for the privilege to share what's on your heart this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So I, I love how the brain works, and one of the things that I really like is associations. I just think it's really cool, and I'm not going to do any like ink blot tests or anything on you this morning, but I just want to get some feedback to make sure you're awake this morning. So if I say something, I want you to give me what the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, when I say apple pie, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? All right. When I say um, the smell of sunscreen or suntan lotion, what do you think of? Beach. I'm so looking forward to it. What about Christmas music? This one's a little obvious. Tree, Christmas, awesome. Good deal. (laughs) Good job, thank you. So we all have associations of sights and smells and sounds, and it's really interesting to me that the more of our senses are involved in an event, the greater the memory is stored in our brain. And I think that's just so cool how God designed us like that. But I want to talk about the word prayer. If I say the word prayer, what do you think of? Is it, is it mealtime? Is it bedtime? Is it Sunday mornings? Like when, when you think of prayer, what do you associate with that word? <laughs> I like it. Um, and so verse 17 of our text talks about praying without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Three words in the verse. That's it. And it seems like an unrealistic demand in our busy lives that you're going to pray without ceasing. Just... Like, really, like I have other things to do. And, it, and I think that what, what we're trying to accomplish here is not that you stop everything and that you're only praying, but that, you're, that it's continuous, it's without ceasing. And I remember um, a pastor telling me about a young man who came to him and said, you know, I'm never going to say the word amen at the end of my prayers anymore because I don't want to stop talking to God. And I, I, I love that concept. Now, amen doesn't mean the end. It means so be it. May everything come to pass that we just prayed. But, but I think that he was getting the concept of praying without ceasing. 
And I'm, I'm sure we've all been at a gathering where we were surrounded by other people, and maybe there's a conversation going on, and, and you might have had something to contribute to the conversation based on your own experiences or, or you know, life situation or education, but maybe you weren't invited into the conversation. You know, we often treat God like this, and I because he, he's always in the room, right? And I don't, I don't say that to be, you know, emotionally manipul- manipulative. God is not dependent on our attention and our honor. He's not insecure like that. But it would be like me and, and several other people, uh, you know, staring in a, in a room, looking at a broken toilet, and there's a plumber in the room, but we're not going to invite that plumber into the conversation. We're just going to try to hash it out amongst ourselves. That would be foolish. But so many of our day-to-day situations could be resolved immediately or very soon if, we, if our attention went to God right away instead of trying to solve all of the problems by ourselves. You know, it's God's intention to bless us. It's God's intention to alleviate the burdens so that we can be examples of faith and love and peace in our everyday life. Think about how often you, you might stew on a worry or, or a thought or a conversation that maybe didn't go like you wanted it to or maybe a need that you don't feel like you have the resources to solve. But imagine how different those moments would be if you were to immediately acknowledge God's presence, immediately seek his comfort, his peace, his wisdom for that situation, or thank him for the provision that he's going to give in that situation. It's, it's a total game changer. We are never alone, even when we feel like it sometimes. I know this year has felt very isolating in so many ways, but the Holy Spirit promised to never leave us, and he always has something to say. That's so cool to me. And I, one of my favorite verses is Zephaniah 3.17, where it talks about God is rejoicing over us with singing. And I think that's such a beautiful picture of his delight in us in our everyday. He loves being with you. You know, I think we need to be reminded that God loves to be with us. He's not bored with you. He's not annoyed with you. He's not mad at you. And he's not chronically disappointed in you. The enemy would have us believe that God is ashamed of us. And so we should be ashamed of ourselves and keep a respectful distance from God. But God is not in the business of collecting slaves that have no relationship with him or are just forced to do his bidding. But he is in the business of redeeming his children and helping them grow into all that he's created us to be. But, but we have a part in that growth, right? There is a responsibility and a relationship. It takes two, right? And so our, respo- our responsibility is we have to surrender to the process and keep the conversation going, right? So you know what your next step is. You know what he's saying over your situation. We have a culture that's always looking for the next exciting thing, the next cool experience. And so we can tend to get bored with our day-to-day and it impacts how long we stay in relationships. It impacts how long we stay in jobs. It impacts a lot of our commitments and our daily experiences. Um, it can limit our ability to see God in our everyday. It's easy to think that if we're not interested in what's going on in our own lives, that God probably isn't either. But it's just not true. God never loses interest in you or his plans for your life. I love watching older couples that are still in love. You know, they, they're walking and they're holding hands and they're just fine to sit with each other and they don't even necessarily have to say anything. Just the depth of that love and that relationship. And I'm, I'm working towards that in my own marriage, but I also want that in my relationship with God. 
you know, um, conferences. Remember those, you know, in concerts where there's like large gatherings of people and it was kind of cool and exciting. Remember when that happened? So like conferences and concerts, they're certainly exciting and revitalizing, but I believe that God wants to do a work in the way that we realize his presence in the day-to-day events of life. I think about so many people in the Bible who were doing ordinary things when God had an extraordinary moment with them. You know, Samuel was laying down to go to sleep when God spoke to him. Moses was tending sheep when he encountered the burning bush. Mary was doing chores when the angel of the Lord showed up and, and, and said she was going to be the mother of the Messiah. The disciples were fishing. It was their daily job. They were fishing when Jesus called them to follow him. The list goes on and on. Everyday, unlikely people doing everyday, routine things, and then God showed up. You know, I think God really wants to free us from the mindset that we have to be doing something amazing or be somebody amazing for him to show up in our life. It's just not true. He just needs us to be aware and available. What are the things that stress you out in your everyday? What steals your joy? And what if there was a conversation with God already in progress when when these triggers happened? It would be so much easier, right, to hand them over to God because there would already be an awareness of his presence with us. In our text uh, from earlier in 1 Thessalonians, verse 24 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul and body be kept complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our communion with God is the source of our spirit, soul, and body being kept complete. Complete as in healthy, as in not lacking anything, as in no detail left behind, right? He wants to be in every aspect of our life because it all matters to him. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard the story of like the person who kind of got in a tiff with their spouse and they went to work and they gotten, you know, they said something snarky to their, to their co-worker who then said something to the boss who then you know, um, ticked off somebody else and the chain goes on until, you know, somebody comes home after their day so frustrated from, you know, being at the end of this chain of negativity and they kick their cat. It's obviously not the cat's fault, right? But it's that kick the cat scenario that happens in our life and, and, and that God wants us to be chain breakers in that chain of negativity, that chain of breaking unity, right? Not just chain breakers in like those long-term like generational addictions and dysfunctions and things like that, but also to be chain breakers in the loss and the anger and the grief in other people's lives and how we respond to them. And it's, it's so much easier to extend grace to somebody else when you're already connected with your source of grace and you realize it's not about you. It doesn't have to be something extraordinary or heroic. It can be a smile or a kind word to a stranger, you know, the whole pay for the person in line at the drive-thru behind you or just being helpful to a stranger. Like, it doesn't have to be anything major, but just those simple acts of kindness can go a long way. I remember um, when I was in college, my campus pastor was doing his doctoral studies, and he was studying Celtic Christianity. And he did a small group talking about what he was learning. And I attended that, and I remember being so fascinated that one of the practices of these early Christians was they had prayers for the mundane, everyday things of their life. So, for example, when they washed their face or their hands, they would ask God to cleanse their thoughts and their intentions as they served. When they would stoke the embers from the prior evening's fire so that their family would have 
warmth for the day. They ask God to stoke the fires of their heart for Him and their passion for Him and their fellow man. Or when they would pass through a doorway or some other threshold, they would pray for God's wisdom and blessing and transition and season of their life. You know, that's you can get the idea. Like they, they kept the conversation going and they let those everyday routine things that you just kind of robotically go through be reminders to connect back to God and connect back to God and connect back to God. So think for a moment of your everyday routine. Like what would this, what could this look like in 2021? And I put together a few, um, a, a few thoughts. Maybe if you're connecting to a new Wi-Fi, pray that God would, you would stay connected to God and your thoughts and your attitudes. Or when you're making coffee in the morning, that God would give you the energy and the passion to do the things that you're called to do. Or when you're starting your car, maybe it's God be in the driver's seat of my life today and, and just being thankful. Or when you're you know, brushing your teeth, God, purify my words today. You, you can get the idea. Like, that. What if we did that? What if we stayed connected in that way? And it's such a game changer because we can get so distracted so quickly and lose complete focus of God in our life. And this, just want to remind you that tomorrow is Monday and you're going to need this really soon. So, all right. I believe this is the season where the move of God is really going to increase. And, and, but we don't have because we don't ask. We forget that he's already in the room and he's interested in being part of the solution if we are in that conversation already throughout the day with God, it's so much easier to hear what he's saying and how he is leading and what he wants us to do in a given situation. You know, if we look for God, he's everywhere. It's kind of like staring at the night sky. You know, you see some stars, but the more you look, and even ironically, the darker it is, the more stars you're going to see, the more you keep focusing your attention. You know, I love that it's spring and, and, and the trees are budding, the flowers are budding. It makes it easy in some of these seasons to connect with God, but not, not every season is like that. Think of it like walking with a friend or going on a road trip with a friend. You know, there's, if it's a, 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 cover, a, a relationship that you're really comfortable in, you know, the conversation just flows. You see something that reminds you of something else, and you start talking about that, which leads to another conversation, another conversation, and the conversation continues. So think of God like the perfect friend, right? He never gets annoyed with you. He's super patient. He doesn't ignore your phone calls, your text messages, right? He's loyal. He's faithful. He's never too busy for you. He's a great listener. He's always cheering you on and in your corner and looking out for your best interest. But just like a good friend out of his love for you, he's going to tell you things that you need to hear that you don't want to hear, right? And not just like, hey, you, should, you got a little something on your face and there's toilet paper on your shoe. A little beyond that, like, you know, hey, you're really not like acting like yourself. Like what's, what's going on here? You know, or you, 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 you want to sit down, but you need to get up and go. You need to go say something to that person. You need to apologize. I know you want to be right, but you're wrong. You know, like those things that we, we need to hear, those hard conversations, that's what a real friend would do. And that's what he does for us. And I, so I challenge you to keep the conversation going. Don't let shame take hold when you realize that you haven't been aware of God's presence. You know, you can, and I've done it so many times where I just can go through my whole work day and be like, and thank you, Lord. You know, like it's, it's really easy to do. And I think we could be we could be ashamed that, gosh, I just feel like I wasted a whole day. But shame further isolates, and grace and gratitude connect. And so look for things in your day to be thankful for. 
You know, it's, it's easy to live life in transactional conversation. Hey, can you hand me that? Will you please do that? Can you take out the trash? Come to the table for dinner? You know, uh, it's time for bed. Can you pick up a gallon of milk on your way home? Like all of those transactional conversations, they're the most unfulfilling conversation you can have. But we can do the same thing with God. Hey, God, I need this. Can you be with that person? Thank you for this food. Give us good dreams. Amen. And But not all of our conversations need to be like super deep and theological either, right? But our conversations need to keep our heart open, sharing our feelings and our fears and our excitements and our anxieties. This is, this is where deep relationships go. This is where healthy, relation, connected relationships go. It's, it's where the fulfillment is and where change happens. Just like a lamp needs to be plugged into the socket so it can operate, we need to be plugged into God to be filled with the grace and the wisdom we need each day. There's an old hymn that talks about, I need thee every hour, every hour I need thee. And it's true because the challenges and distractions of life, they don't stop. Um, I want to do an illustration to show you what I mean. I'm going to get um, Caleb and Pastor Mike to come. Pastor Mike, I want you to, right here, put this blindfold on Caleb. Okay. So God's leading us through our day, but there are distractions everywhere, right? And the distractions might be different from you than from somebody else. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's greed. Maybe it's envy. Maybe it's just busyness. And God wants to lead us through our day, but we have to be willing to be led, right? And the path may be a little windy, right? Maybe you got to go over some things. Maybe you got to go around and start over, right? So what I'm going to have Pastor Mike do is he's going to talk Caleb through. And Caleb, you're going to have to listen really closely to your dad's voice because there's going to be some distractions. And they're going to... Top news headlines for today. Unsettling so you're going to have to listen, listen tightly. And then you guys can be additional distractions. You can say whatever you want to. After several weeks of reporting concerning Caleb, I'm not so sure that's the right way. Increases, a leading health official says line. the U.S. could be starting to see a hopeful trend. The country's hey, Caleb, seven-day average of reported infections is going down. What's that on your shoe? I think your shoes are untied, Caleb. I don't think that's the right way, buddy. Or the White House COVID-19 I'm not so sure. Friday, higher mental and physical at least 82 killed in massive Baghdad hospital fire, the ministry says. At least 82 people died in a hospital fire Saturday night in Iraq's capital city of Baghdad. Text message, kiss and get distracted. Will you be my Facebook friend? Another 110 people were injured in a blaze at Ib. Khatib Hospital, according to ministry spokesman Major General Khalid al Mahana. Make bad decisions in your The fire business? started after hey, oxygen tanks exploded, two officials said. Not only, at hospital I don't know that you all can lose your creativity. see incredible footage from Avatar's new director, Underwater Movie. Click here to see what everyone gets wrong about cholesterol. Awesome. Everybody give Caleb a hand. Caleb, was that hard? Hi. Was it was it hard to tune in? <laughs> How did you know which voice to listen to? I know my father's voice because you've known him for a very long time. I know my father's voice because I've known him for a very long time. That'll preach right there. There's so many. Thank you, thank you. And thank you to our distractions. I appreciate that as well. There's so many voices in our lives, and often we can feel like life is really loud and it's chaotic 
It can be very confusing. There's so many voices telling you what to listen to, what to believe, what to do, what's the right next thing for you. And it can be really, really confusing and chaotic and stressful. But there's only one voice that we need to hear, and it was the one that wasn't mic'd. We have to pick out the one voice. We may have to go through the valley of the shadow of death, but we will go through it, and we will not go through it alone. We need to know the voice of the one who is calling us forward and walking beside us. We have to be able to pick it out from the sea of other voices. And you can only do that when you know that voice so well. And God wants you to know his voice, just like he knows yours. In John 10, Jesus talks about how he is the good shepherd. Verses 3 and 4 say, he calls his own sheep by name. You're not just in, you're not just in a sea of faces to God. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. It's always God's intention for you to know his voice clearly and that you allow his voice to lead you. God is always with you. God is always for you. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the temple for, that, that separated the Holy of Holies, the place of his presence where only few could go, the veil was torn and you had complete access now everyone has complete access to the presence of God. He's removed any barrier that would separate you from him. But we need to work in our own lives to tear down the veils of busyness, the veil of self-sufficiency, the veil of doubt, veil of worry, so that we can be more aware of his presence. You know, if you don't know what it is to walk with God, he, he wants you to know. He's done all the work. All we have to do is say yes. This, this life is so crazy, and you weren't meant to walk it alone, but, but God has made a way. God has made a way, and we would love the opportunity. If you don't know what it is to walk with Jesus, we would love the opportunity to share that with you today. John 15.5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He is our source. He is the perfect friend. He is the answer to every situation. He designed us to live in community and to, with others in communion with him. And I, I challenge you this week to do something a little different. Spice it up a little, right? Do something to remind you of the presence of God. If you have to tie a ribbon around your wrist or make a mark on your hand or put an index card on your mirror or on your dashboard of your car, like whatever it is, just those simple reminders to reconnect, reconnect. We have these amazing electronic devices that can uh, set timers. And so you can set timers throughout the day just to like, thank you God for that reminder to reconnect with you. And just see what does it do, do to your level of rest, your level of peace, your level of, of just connection and presence and awareness of his presence. You know, we, we need to, to stop the transactional conversation and enter into one that's actually healing and effective. One that is full of faith and love and presence. He sees you. He wants to be seen. He knows you and he wants to be known. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that you have done the work. Lord, you have torn down every barrier. You have torn the veil. You have done everything that you could possibly do. Lord, you're right here in front of us. And God, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. God, we, we want to be more aware of who you are. We want to be more aware of your presence and what you're doing in our day-to-day -day life. Lord, so we can be the voice of 
justice. We can be the voice of peace in somebody else's life. We can, we can hear those same voices in our own life. And Lord, that you right every wrong. You do things that we can't do. And so, Lord, we want to be connected. We want to have all that you have for us. We want to have that life of fulfillment and peace. And so, God, I just ask that in our week, in our day, even today, Lord, that we would be aware of you, aware of you, that you're in the room. You're always in the room. You're always speaking. God, let us listen. Let us hear you. God, just give a confidence. I pray for a confidence to hear the voice of God. Lord, I just thank you for how loving you are. Just in this moment, just reach out to God in your own way. Just connect. God, what are you you saying? What do we need to hear? God, we receive all you have for us today, where we surrender fully. We thank you that you're good. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need prayer for anything today, it would be our honor to pray for you. Go enjoy this great day in the presence of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.